in Jesus' name, we're going to live until he calls us home. Amen? But we're also going to be smart, and we're going to be cautious, and we're going to, we do believe that God gave us this advanced science. We believe that men advanced because the Lord's given our nation a great gift, a gift of knowledge. How many believe that that's scriptural? Gift of knowledge is scriptural. And he gives us those wisdom and understanding the things, the gifts. And so I'm trying to talk this morning about um, what's going to happen next. That's what everybody wants to know, right? What's going to happen next? Uh, boy, if I knew that, I would be able to make a lot of money, huh? But I do know what the Bible says, and the Bible has never been wrong yet. And so we're entering a phase in, in human history where, guys, everything is about to change globally. It's not going to just happen overnight, but it's going to be pretty rapid acceleration. How many would agree with me that when, say, y'all that are in your 50s or 60s or 70s, that when we were kids, you would have never imagined that the things that are okay and morally acceptable today would have ever become morally acceptable. Uh, that's a good, you know, another thing is politics. When we were young, you know, we were taught the flag, the Pledge of Allegiance, George Washington, all the things, right? You know, the thing. And we believed it, right? Because it's true, right? Our country was founded on Bible-based patriotism. And this is what we need again in our country. And it's gone so far the wrong way. And it's so fast, if you think about it. One generation, really. And it's gone the wrong way. And so that's how fast things can go. And... We're about to enter a time where the man of lawlessness, now when it says the man of lawlessness, it's talking about a philosophy of anarchy that will eventually produce a tyrant that will rule the world. And I've talked a lot about that in Sunday school, but I just want to touch on this. That's, what, that's how Mao Zedong came to power, was through anarchy. That's how Stalin came to power. That's how... Hitler came to power. What is anarchy? Somebody tell me. It's like, yeah, anything goes, riots, burning, looting, stealing, beating people up, killing, no police, defund the police, all that stuff. Now, Hitler, he didn't defund the police. He absorbed them into his special police. You know, there's not a lot of difference if you think about it. And so... Mao Zedong, what he did is he, he allowed teenagers and people in their 20s, young people that really hadn't lived long enough to know any better, he allowed them to go tear down all the historic statues, burn the churches, beat up the old people, and he did that. You can look it up, Google it for yourself. That's exactly how he came to power, through anarchy. Almost all of them came to power through anarchy, and the Bible says in Thessalonians that that's one of the main things we're going to see right before the Lord comes back. And, you know, we've seen a little bit of it in America for several years, but especially this year. But in other countries, it's really, really, really bad. Look at Venezuela. Look at, some, look at Kenya. 
You know, our missionaries go to Kenya, and then next thing you know, there's, there's Muslims come through and wipe out entire villages. But how many know the Lord wants to save the soul of the Muslims as well? How many knows the Lord wants to save the souls of the bigots and the white supremacists and, and the browns and blacks and yellows? And, and I'll tell you what the Lord wants to do. He wants us to quit looking at it that way. We are all, if you believe the Bible, you've got to believe we're all descendants of Noah. One race, the human race, is the devil that divides and creates the hate against race and ethnicity and different countries and religion. That's why we made the Constitution that said we're not going to make policy in our nation to discriminate against people. The Constitution does not give us our rights. God does. The Constitution is a reflection of what God has already done for his children. Given us these rights. And so the man of lawlessness is talking about ultimately, you know, you have these little uh, historical people I mentioned, Mao Zedong, Stalin, and all the different ones, Hitler, but ultimately there will be one like them that will be able to take power over the earth. How's he going to do it? He's going to do it through controlling the money. He's going to do it through controlling the military. He's going to do it through medicine. The three M's, remember it. Remember it, write it down. The money, the military, and the medicine. That's in the Bible the Bible says he's going to create a 200 million man army. Have you ever read that? That's what he's going to do. It's not happened yet. The Bible says the markets. There's going to be 10 kings of the earth. Guys, the 10 kings of the earth, I hate to disappoint Bezos and Soros and all those people that think they've got all the power, but they are not the 10 kings of the earth. The 10 kings of the earth are the wealthiest families on earth, and you don't even know their names. And I'll promise you, they make Bezos and Soros' billions look like nothing compared to their trillions. And they live and they exist. And one day they will back one man to create a system where we can buy, sell, and trade. Why? Because the world's going to be devastated by asteroids. That's why. The world's going to be devastated by war, pestilence, that's disease, but mostly asteroids. And did you know that just, what was it, two weeks ago, the closest asteroid ever on record came by the Earth? That uh, when they first started looking at this, they thought it might hit the Earth. But then over the summer, they were saying, NASA was saying, looks like it might miss us by 2,000 miles but it actually only missed us by 300 miles. Now, was that on the headlines of all the mainstream media? Google it, see if it's not true. It wasn't very big. It was about the size of an SUV, but I'm wondering if he's talking about a uh, Denali or a Jeep. <laughs> if you get hit, if the Earth gets hit by a refrigerator-sized asteroid, it's going to blow up 
whatever block it hits in. And probably damn, you know, it would make the Murrah bombing look like a baby bomb. All right? It would bring down the World Trade Centers and a lot more. Okay? That's what it would do. That's the size you could compare it to. A small asteroid makes a huge crater. All right? And so there's many more of them, by the way. So they either didn't know what they were talking about, or maybe it's because they can't accurately predict it, which that's understandable. I'm not saying that, that uh, they're lying, but they're either, they're either inaccurate, inaccurate because the equipment is not accurate, or they don't want us to know. Now, I believe the church is going to be rescued out of that time. I believe we're going to be rescued, and I call it the rapture. You've heard that before, right? Well, the Bible doesn't use the word rapture, but it says several times that he's going to catch us away. In Daniel chapter 12, 1, it says there's going to start a time like there's never been before of, uh, of destruction and turmoil and tribulation. It says, Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Michael, the prince that stands for the children of all thy people, will rescue everyone that is written in the book of Jesus Christ. Now, he calls it the book of life. But I know who the life giver is. How about you? I know who the one that keeps my life for eternity is. How about you? That's what the world's missing. They need Jesus. I need Jesus. We all need Jesus. And I'll tell you what, that was beautiful music that we just had. It stirs my soul to praise the Lord. There is no other God but Jesus. What's going to happen, and I'm not saying this year, next year, I don't know when. I think it's pretty close. The earth is going to be destroyed by volcanic eruptions and earthquakes and asteroids. Actually, the asteroids what causes the volcanic eruptions and the earthquakes. It is in the Bible. I'm not just speculating. It's found in Revelation chapter 8, and it says that there'll be three giant asteroids that hit the earth. I talked about this recently in verse 8. It says, when the second trumpet sounds, a great mountain burning with fire, Revelation 8, 8. Revelation 8, 8. It says, a great mountain burning with fire will hit the sea. And the third part of the sea will become blood. Now, God can do this, you know. He turned water of the Nile into blood. God has proven in the past that he controls this earth when he wants to. Now, I said when he wants to because God does not control what man does. He gives us free will. But sometimes he intervenes. I look at it like this. This is how I look at it. I believe God knows that all this is going to happen, and he is giving us fair warning. That's what I believe. He knows all this is going to happen. Just get a little telescope and look. Everything you can see has craters all in it. So will the earth. And so he says, verse 7, he says that it will be meteorites falling. Verse 8 says a great mountain burning. That's an asteroid. And it's a little bigger than an SUV. Number 10, he says... A great star from heaven is going to fall. This is even bigger, see. 
and it hits on the dry land and it contaminates the rivers. How can the rivers be contaminated by an asteroid? Well, the asteroids, a lot of them have foreign metals. In fact, you can Google that. Asteroids with uh, precious metals. They're looking at some right now. One of them I saw the other day that I was reading about that has, it said it had 10 times more, I think it was 10 times, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he said 10 times more precious metals than the earth. Just that one asteroid. And so, you know, there's a lot of metallic contamination. Have anybody, anybody hear about lead poisoning in the water? That's metal, right? And so metals, some metals are really good for you. Like silver. All right? And I'm just going to say this, and I have not trying to pitch a product but I'm telling you right now, silver heals if it's in the right form. And silver can heal. It has several times for me in my life. I found out recently that a lot of large institutions and churches are using a fog of silver, silver ions, in like a mist uh, coming through their ventilation system to kill the coronavirus throughout their facilities. And uh, you can look that up. I think it's out of one of the companies that's based out of Durant. It's called Indian Nation. So you can look that up yourself. And it's silver that's doing it, right? But there's some metals like lead that you don't want. So this asteroid is going to have toxic metals and it's going to contaminate a large portion of the Earth's fresh water. Well, that's because the Earth's fresh water flows through the crust in underground rivers. And it builds up in little spots called aquifers. Sometimes it comes out of the ground. There's so much pressure called springs, like Bird's Mill Spring right south of here. It is one of the greatest springs around. It just pours out fresh water. And it is, they pump it. That's, that's all of Ada water comes from Bird's Mill Spring. All of Ada water. Now they're piping it to other towns. I mean, it's a lot of water. There's a, there's a spring up uh, in Eureka Springs that is not the little bitty springs, but a big massive one that's so deep they've never found the bottom of it. It goes into big crevices, and it bubbles out called Blue Spring. And a lot of the wells in the area tap into that aquifer that's under those mountains. Why am I saying all this? Guys, Everything is going to change. It may not be in your lifetime. It may be in your kids or your grandkids, but it could be in our lifetime. Right here in this valley, I have said it ever since I've been here, and I believe it and I'll stand by it. One day, people will flock to this valley because of the water. There's a well right back behind this building that's capped off, big metal pipe, bolted, capped off. Uncap it, you'll have all the water you need. Go out in the front yard, dig you a hole about 10 foot deep. You'll have a well. Go out to that ditch right now after church and see if it's not running. It's not because of the rain. It runs in the driest of the dry heat. Why? Because there's water here and it's right near the surface. And there'll be people that flock here because of the water. There'll be people that flock to Eureka Springs because of the water. I have wondered if maybe that's one reason God has put me kind of as overseer of places like that. I don't know. Maybe time is really short. I don't know. I'm not trying to scare anybody because we're going to be rescued. Can I get an amen? 
Don't need to be scared. If the Lord, if we draw our last breath, we're going home. If he call, comes back, we're going, we win either way. We win either way. If you've given your life to Jesus. If not, you're not going to win. You're going to be left behind to deal with the anarchy, to deal with the asteroids hitting. You're going to be left behind to deal with America going down and the great dragon rising. The great dragon is rising in the soon-to-be greatest superpower that ever graced the earth, and that's red China. Our country is either sold out to China or not. It will become the greatest superpower that's ever existed on the earth, and the Antichrist will control it, and he will eventually bomb the United States of America and Israel and halfway into the tribulation. In chapter 12, it says that the eagle, the great eagle, protects the woman of Israel. That's Israel. Chapter 12 of Revelation. That is real. That's us. All the people of the world are gathered. All the children of Israel, not all the people, all the children of Israel of Jewish descent that who want to, the ones who want to, are going to come back to Israel. America's going to protect Israel. Right now we have doing a really good job. Right now under this president, we're doing the best job of protecting Israel as we have ever done since Richard Nixon. You may not like either one of them. But God used them to protect Israel. I mean, think about it. Richard Nixon is not exactly the shining example of a president, right? In our minds. But you know what he did do? He protected Israel. He provided them all that they needed to fight the war. And he said one time in an interview that his mother told him that he was put there to protect Israel. And so, you see... You don't have to like somebody. It's all about what God does through them for his bride. Are you with me? It's all about what God does through them for his bride. That's you. That's me. And the Bible says that one day these asteroids are going to hit. First, it's going to be a lot of meteor showers. And they're going to hit the earth, meteorites. They're going to hit the earth. Then a great mountain burning. Then a star from heaven, which is even bigger. And then it goes down in chapter 9, verse 1. There's going to be a third one that hits. And it is so huge that it's going to crack open the earth's crust. And that's the bottomless pit. Now, this is where what we're looking for, guys. Look, you might say, oh, I've heard all this so many times. I've heard. Let me tell you, guys. You have never lived in a time, wouldn't you agree? You have never lived in a time like this. The Bible says it'll be pestilence all over the earth. That's disease. Have you ever known a disease that is so deadly and then for most of the people it's not even doesn't even make you sick? There is something wrong with that picture. I don't know what it is, but I think it's spiritual warfare. I think it's spiritual warfare. I think the old dragon released the virus. But as they've been saying in the news lately, I think God's about to release the Kraken. God is bigger than any monster or any disease. God is bigger than any problem that you have. I think we should be cautious 
We should stay away. You know, like I said earlier, I don't, I don't want to get close to anybody just on the off chance that I might be carrying it because I've been around some people that it's iffy. That doesn't mean I don't have faith. I am standing here because of faith. I have no fear of what's going to happen in the future because of faith. In fact, I say, bring it on, I'm ready for it. How about you? We need to win people to Jesus because they're the only ones that will survive. How are they going to survive? They're going to be lifted up off this earth before it starts. And then they're going to come back. Now, did you ever wonder about that? Why is it that the Bible says that we're going to be lifted up and go with the Lord, and then after all that, we're going to come back? That's the plan. That's been the plan for God rescuing His church. He's had that plan all along. All along. All the way from Genesis where He says, He says, you're going to bruise the heel. You're going to do some damage, but He's going to crush your head. You're going to lose in the end, Satan. Lucifer, who thought you could rebel and conquer heaven. Lucifer, who thought you could even bring down Job. Lucifer, who thought you could destroy Moses. Lucifer, who thought you could destroy the lineage of Jesus. Lucifer, you are going to lose and you're going to be cast into the lake of fire. And guys, if you're listening on Facebook or wherever right now, if you don't know that you know that you know that you have the Lord as the ruler of your heart, please don't wait another day because it's not worth the risk. We are going to approach a time, we are approaching a time where the whole world is going to try to bring the United States of America into submission. They got a real good head start under Obama as he weakened our military to the point that we could have been in really bad trouble if we'd have been attacked. Am I hating on Obama? No. I, I want him to get saved. I want his family, if they're not already. You know, I want him to get saved. I want him to be in heaven with us. I want all of them to be in heaven with us. I want Joe Biden. and I, It's not about them. We've got to quit making everything about these men. They're human beings like you and me. And the main thing is what's going to last forever. And the only thing that's going to last forever is the soul of a man or a woman who loves Jesus Christ. And a recreated earth, heaven comes down to earth. I promised I would preach on this this morning because I think people are gripped with fear. This sermon is not meant to cause fear. This sermon is meant to say the main thing's got to stay the main thing and we shall have faith over fear. We have the faith and the peace. We can lie down at night and not worry if we don't wake up because we know where we will wake up. We want to take care of people. When we come back with the Lord, the world, the world's going to have been devastated. The world will have been devastated. The continents will move. And we're going to help pick up the pieces. We're going to help the people 
who are still alive during that time. It says, in those days, verse 6, chapter 9, verse 6, in those days when that crust is, when the earth is hit so hard, by the way, when that happens, two-thirds of the human race will die. Only one-third will survive it. That's not us because we're up here with Jesus watching it happen. He took us out, rescued us. We're watching it happen, and we're crying about it. We're mourning for those that are hurting. See, the Bible really doesn't say that there's no tears in heaven. The Bible actually says that after all this happens and he recreates the earth, then he will wipe all our tears away. That's what it actually says. And then for eternity... We won't have to be sad anymore about human tragedy. Human tragedy makes me sad. How about you? I don't like to see little kids hurt. I don't like to see little kids mistreated. We have more child abuse going on right now, more child trafficking, more abductions and misuse of children than we have ever had. And people want to try to blame our president because somebody in Mexico kidnaps a child, brings them across and pretends that it's their child, and our border agents take them away from them. Did you know that the interview with the director the other day said that in the 500 and some kids that they still have, that they have found 450 plus parents that don't want them back? You're not hearing that on the headlines either, are you? Why? Because they want Christians to be hated. They want the Bible to be discredited. And it will ultimately result after we're rescued and taken out of here, there's going to be billions of people still remaining before these asteroids hit. They're going to give their life to Christ. Many of them will die when they start hitting. But many of them will be beheaded just for being a Christian. In fact, most of them. I've always wondered who the Antichrist was. Well, I'll tell you who he is. I always thought it, I used to think for a short period of time that it might have been Gorbachev because he had this big thing on his forehead, you know. I'll tell you, he is a man who's probably rising to power right now. He is a man who's the most popular politician in history who will appeal to both Christians and Jews and Muslims. He is a very appealing, dynamic, charismatic. I don't know who he is. I don't know his name. But that's the kind of person he will be. And the Bible says the ten kings of the earth hate him. But they will submit their wealth to him because he is suddenly possessed by Satan himself. And I'm going to tell a story. I, I'm telling it, even if it is on the Internet. This is one of the drawbacks of me broadcasting on the Internet because somebody will probably make a clip and say I'm a wacko. Well, they say it anyway, so. I believe the Bible. I believe the Bible. I believe there's ten kings 
ten representatives of the wealthiest families that own the wealth of the world. It's not in anybody's name. It's in trusts. It's in entities. It is controlled by families that own the wealth of the world that make the lending and the grants and develop entire countries. It is a group of people of ten and at the head, number eleven, is Lucifer himself. And one day, Lucifer will possess the most popular politician in the world. He will enter his body. And that man will become not just at the head of the table of the ten kings, but he will be the head of the one world government and monetary system, the military, the money, and the what? Medicine. This is a test run. How quick will America give up their freedoms? Pretty fast, it appears to me. How quick will America bow down to the riots and, and cow and give in to the, to the killings and the anarchy? Pretty fast, less than one year. How fast will America let the man give him a stamp when, or a tattoo or a chip or something that says you have to have that before you can go to the store to buy, sell, and trade because nothing's on the shelf. It's all rationed and you've got to have this or you can't get anything. How, how fast are we going to run out of stuff? About three days. How fast will people line up to get that mark? They'll be lined up all across Pontotoc County. I guarantee you, you're living in a dream world if you think that millions and millions of people are going to say, no, I won't take the mark. I'm telling you, almost everybody's going to take it. Because Christians, even the elect, it says, will be fooled if, the t if that time period is not shortened. It's hard to know. But here's what I believe. I believe you and I are going to be rescued out of here before that mark. So people are asking me, what about the vaccine? Is that the mark of the beast? No. No. Are you going to take it? That's up to you. This is a free country. You don't have to take a vaccine if you don't want to. If you want to, more power to you. This preacher is sure not going to tell you whether to do it or not. But I will promise you this. If God speaks to me and I know it's God, I'm talking about speaks to me and says, do not take that, I will tell you. But that has not happened, and I really don't expect it to happen. I think that every person has to make up their own mind about the vaccine. It doesn't make you more or less of a person whether you take it or not take it this is a free country we're going to stand for freedom we're going to fight for freedom and if we have to get our shotguns and rifles out we're going to fight for the freedom of this country and we're going to fight until the last person dies we're going to fight with prayer ethical through the law and if all else fails we'll fight with arms I hope it doesn't come to that. I'm not trying to incite any kind of violence. I don't believe in it. But I believe there comes a time, and there's going to come a time, where you might have to choose. 
And so where am I? I liked your message last week, Brother Charles. Where are you? Where are you? I'll tell you where I am. I believe we're, I'm standing on the threshold of the beginning of the seventh day of creation. The new era. The new age. The thousand year reign. The recreation of the earth. It's going to be a thousand years of recreating the earth. It's not going to be just God snaps his finger and it's done. It's going to take us a thousand years to recreate after the destruction of these three asteroids. Because we're going to come back with him and we're going to do these things with him. And so it says in Revelation chapter 9 verse 20 and I'll close. I'm sure it's after 12. It says, here's what makes God sad. What makes God sad. We know what makes him happy, right? When we follow his word and his way. When we love his son. Do you love people that love your children? I mean, when people brag and really love your children, doesn't that make you feel about as good as anything? It does me. And... That's how God feels about us. When people love us and help us, when people pass laws to protect us, God loves that. When people take action to help the bride of his son, Jesus, God loves that. But here's what makes him sad. In verse 20, I call it the five sins of the tribulation. Because these five sins are so addictive. They are so addictive. You know sin is addictive, amen? Sin is addictive. I challenge the preachers out there to start telling the truth again. To start leaving all of the Bible in instead of taking parts out. Here's what they always throw up in your face. Well, yeah, but the, in the Old Testament it said don't eat shellfish. You know, anybody that accepts that argument is ignorant of the scriptures. And that's the problem. People are ignorant of the scriptures. Don't be ignorant of the scriptures. It's in your hands to be informed of the scriptures. The New Testament. Well, what about the New Testament where it says women are not supposed to braid their hair or be... Uh, adorned with a lot of jewelry okay I can tell you the answer to that if you want to know it because in that part of the world they worshipped false gods they had created temples that were basically houses of prostitution they had made prostitution totally legal and not just legal they made it their religion and they did it in the name of a star, Venus or whatever, or a fake Egyptian god. It gave them an excuse for having their, most of the kids are out. You know what I'm talking about. That's what they called their religion. And they all braided their hair and put on jewelry and they looked that way on purpose because that's told who they believed in, what they practiced. And he wanted Christian people to be different. He wanted people to look at you when you walk down the street. 
He wanted, be, he wanted people to see you and know that you were not part of that. He wanted people to be able to see you and know that you were not part of that disgusting filth. So no, it's not a sin for somebody to wear jewelry or braid their hair in 2020. Oh, you mean God changed the rules? No, people are not practicing that kind of religion in our society. That doesn't mean that anymore. Okay? But guess what is happening? That kind of religion is coming back. That kind of religion is coming back. The church cannot stand for wickedness and perversion. The church cannot stand for paganism and Wiccan practices. What the church needs to do is try hard to win those people to Jesus. Talk to Brother Mike. He's been in towns where the witch doctor, he had all the ornaments and all the things of his religion, and that witch doctor, this has happened more than once, that witch doctor gets saved when Brother Mike is preaching. And I remember this story from a few years ago. Brother Mike came back to Union Valley and he said, Guess what? The head witch doctor in the whole town wrote out of business on the front of his store. Praise God. This is what it takes. We've got to win them to Jesus. We've got to win them to Jesus. Churches, if you're not winning people to Jesus, you need to get with the program. Time is short. The five sins of the tribulation, they're so addictive that people won't give them up. I was talking to an addict two weeks ago, practically begging them to go into rehab at no cost. Not just some little 30-day deal. A whole year. I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. You, you've been there, right? Some of y'all. I was talking to, one, to another one this week. Same thing. I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know why? I'm not putting them down. I'm saying that sins are so addictive. The devil knows it. Now let's see if we're not close to the tribulation because the Bible says in this chapter, in this verse, that even after the asteroids hit, even after the angels fly through the air, even after most of the human beings have been killed, even after these whatever kind of creatures that are in the center of the earth come out like big scorpions and sting people and hurt people for months, even after all of that, most of the people will not stop their addictions. And he lists them, verse 20. They would not repent of worshiping devils and idols. That's an addiction. You know, when you people talk about ghosts, it concerns me when a Bible-believing, born-again Christian starts talking about ghosts. I've seen a lot of freaky things too. But let me tell you what it is. When you start believing that there's a ghost, a demon will gladly play that role for you. A demon will gladly manifest himself 
to get in your head that way. The paranormal. I know people who've lost their whole lives because they're addicted to paranormal. Chasing ghosts. Worshipping witchcraft, Wiccan. Worshipping the earth, pagan. Worshipping Hindu gods by the thousands, idolatry. Worshipping Muhammad and Allah. And that is akin to Satanism. And the worst of all, worshipping Lucifer. It's addictive. Why? Because it gives you supernatural experiences. These demons, they can do miracles too, you know. They can make objects move. They can harm people that you want harmed. We're about to enter a time of spiritual warfare that the world has never seen. And if you don't really believe it, you're about to believe it. The supernatural kingdom of angels and demons are around us. And we've got to choose who we give authority to in our lives. As, of me and, as for me and my house, we will what? Serve the Lord. The Lord says, it is extremely, 100%, undeniably scriptural that, a, that angels can come to this earth and fight a battle. Jesus said, 10,000 angels, a legion of angels are just waiting for me to say, come to earth. So don't let anybody, you know, there's a new movement going on among Baptists and some others that says, oh, it's all about legalism and the Word of God. And you've got, let me tell you, the Word of God is far beyond your understanding. The Word of God cannot be fully comprehended by your brain. And if you think it, you are thinking too much of yourself. I cannot understand it all, and I've been studying it since I was 10 years old. A lot. So it doesn't mean don't study it. It means keep studying it. God will reveal it. There is coming a war on earth just like there was a war in heaven. The Bible says there was a war in heaven and third of the angels tried to conquer heaven and God took them and cast them down onto the earth and cast Lucifer down with them but he had the right to go back and forth from earth because he was one of the created sons of God, the higher angels. He was one of the most powerful beings in the universe probably only second to Jesus Christ and he's still alive and you better do everything you can to keep him out of your life because he will destroy it if you don't have Jesus if you have Jesus you're already the conqueror if you have Jesus you've already got victory amen if you have Jesus and you know it Lucifer cannot possess your body or your mind a demon cannot possess you if you're full of the Holy Spirit. It can't be done. The Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus seals your soul forever. And guys, this doesn't sound a lot like Southern Baptist preaching, but i got to tell you, the Bible says it, I believe it. We have got to get ready. 
We can't play a game anymore as a nation, as a church. I'm not saying you're playing a game. I'm talking about the church in general, overall, all over the world. There is going to be church after church after church. When that rapture happens, they're still going to be full. There's going to be church after church after church. When the rapture happens, only half the people will be taken. The Bible says ten thought they were going to be in the wedding and only five got to go. And they would not stop worshiping devils and idols. They would not stop murdering others. Abortion is the greatest sin of America. There's a time medically that things have to be, procedures like that have to be done. We understand that. But the overwhelming majority is just a sacrifice of a child so that the parent or parents can have better circumstances. If you did that, God has forgiven you. He's got your baby. You're going to get to see him when you get there. Don't live a life of defeat and regret. Put it behind you. Forgive yourself. Jesus already has. But as a nation, it should not be our policy. Every policy, every nation that's had the policy of child sacrifice through the ages, through the Bible, went down and went under. The Greeks, the Romans, the Persians, they all practiced child sacrifice, homosexuality, bestiality. They all practiced worshiping gold and silver idols. They all practiced these things. And I'm saying that every civilization that's ever done it has gone under. Now, there's always some here and some there, right? This is not about hating. This is about saying, look at the big picture. What is it that God sees in America? I'll tell you one thing he sees. He sees people right here in this room that love him. We love our kids no matter what they're doing. We love people that are lost and we want to lead them to Jesus Christ. We love the cross. We love, 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 and we're going to love God until our last breath. That's what God sees. Neither did they repent of their murder, their sorcery. That's the mind-altering substances. Neither did they repeat of, repent of their sexual sin life and stealing. So this is addictive. You know, when a person starts stealing, all of a sudden they realize how easy it is to get stuff. That's pretty addictive. Huh? Pretty addictive. People can't, they start stealing, they can't hardly stop. Especially if it's coupled with the drugs. The Lord loves you. He loves America. But I pray for America that he won't give up on us. We've got a lot more souls to save. Oh, Lord, please don't lift your hand of protection yet off of America. We want to see, I want to see my daughter come back to know the Lord again. And I'm not saying she's lost. I'm saying she's in rebellion. I hope she watches me right now because I want to see her come back to the Lord. Uh, maybe I shouldn't call names from the pulpit, but i got I got to tell you, we better get serious about caring about individual people that we know and love. And it's not a shame to say somebody's in a sin life 
life, guess what? The Lord can deliver them. I'm not afraid to say that people I know and love are in the wrong way of their life. God can save them and loves them anyway. God loves them anyway, even if they're out in left field. We haven't given up on them, and God hasn't either. And that's why we're asking, oh Lord, please give us another chance to win more people than we ever dreamed we could. This is what our church is all about. Would you pray with me?